Hello and welcome to yet another free episode day here at Capes and Junk. I am your host, John Lucero, and joining me as always is Michael Hughes. Michael, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. There we are. <laughs> you get that I once every seven episodes. <laughs> once every seven episodes, you will hear him say that. Uh, that's a Capes and Junk guarantee. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's something we'll totally remember here in five minutes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's another free episode day here. Um, we are we we got together because Michael, we both have been really enjoying a animated superhero show that just ended this pat the the Friday before we were recording this. So a few days before we were recording this on Labor Day, um, and that is my adventures with Superman. Michael was the one who brought. Well, I had I had heard of it, I but I did not look too far into it. Michael brought it to my attention, and Michael, why did you initially get pulled into my adventures with Superman? Uh, I think I just saw it on. I think they uploaded the first two episodes on YouTube because the first two are like a two parter. Yeah, and uh, I like the art style. It's very Western anime, if that makes sense. Like it's not traditional. It's, yes. like it's closer to like a, a man of action cartoon like Ben 10 or even one of the Justice Leagues. Yeah, just like a more modern uh, take on the, on that art style. But then yeah. you, you can feel the anime influence throughout the show, too. Oh, big sure. time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, we want my wife and I watched those two episodes and it's just immediately adorable. Uh, Lois and Clark's relationship is super cute and it's. Starts out a lot more down to earth than you expect a Superman show to be. Like in the first four minutes, he saves a cat from a tree. Yeah. It's like, oh man, th- this is the kind of Superman stuff I want. I want him to be basically a friendly neighborhood Superman. Yeah, he it's it's a really young Superman, really young Lois. They're like really early twenties. I think they're both twenty two, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, also, Jimmy is there as well. Um, so it's a vi- and you get like. Uh, it's definitely definitely more of an origin for Superman. You, not a true origin story because uh, they they only showed that that stuff in like some flashbacks throughout the show. Um, but Very it's kind of too. Yes, like, yes. They uh, they definitely expect you to have a general idea of Superman's backstory, which I feel like most do at this point. He's the he's like the quintessential original superhero, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and it's really him just coming to grips with his like his power and his place in the world. And those first few, it's it's super super lighthearted and, and early on. And I do think it uh, starts to get a tag away more some more mature themes as the show goes on. Uh, but I think it does it at a pretty good pace. It doesn't feel, and it I think it still keeps its heart throughout that. If if uh, I don't know if you agree, Michael, but I think it does. Oh yeah, uh, totally. Like yeah. I mean, they kind of you kind of see Clark break down as things kind of go wrong around him over the course of the episodes because he's struggling to figure out who and what he is and uh the other antagonists are not making it easy on him yeah it's uh so we i guess we're gonna we're definitely gonna delve into spoilers uh for all 10 episodes <laughs> so yeah. um i'll i'll again make a make a note for everyone if they don't if they haven't watched the show and don't want to be spoiled for it um but uh yeah we'll start we're gonna we're gonna probably start that around right here <laughs> for myself in the future to, to, to mark uh <laughs> so the the first few episodes are a lot of it's a lot of villain of the week 
as they um and it's also like it's kind of like fun because it's like also power of the week is how they is how they use like combo the villain with the superman dealing with them by discovering a new ability he has mm-hmm. it's kind of um, like they're the first season or two of smallville where it's kind of the same format every few episodes he discovers something else yeah but instead of like the how, like what 20 something episodes of smallville it takes to do that it's like <laughs> it's like probably like i think five or six probably of this show is, is dedicated to that if i remember right um and it also establishes kind of like this this uh superman world's like um uh, uh, special flavor for everything it's very tech heavy in these um with all with all the enemy designs and mm-hmm. powers uh we like the initial one is livewire uh which is a very a very um unique take on livewire's look fair she's probably the one i had the most trouble initially recognizing as a yeah, who she was, was going to be it, wasn't until it dawned on me that one of the other characters was calling her Willis. It's like, oh, Leslie Willis, it's, it's Livewire, and then yeah, she gets the electricity powers or the tech. That's yeah, yeah, and then and then uh, we, uh, we also get we also get Deathstroke in that because she's the, she's the initial uh, villain for the two parter um, as um. Superman before because before he he doesn't don the blue and red uh, for for most of the first two episodes because he doesn't and he doesn't actually like change into it in the traditional sense. Um, uh, and that's kind of like I think that's when I was like, OK, this, this show is pretty cool. Uh, just reminded me how that happens. I yeah, because they don't they actually don't do it that much in the show. If at all after this, I don't remember. It's it's, it's very quick. If a, but he has a magical girl transformation when he, <laughs> uh, when he gets his uh, his uniform, his uh, costume, uh, which is which is pretty, pretty silly and fun. Uh, but yeah, he just like he just triggers the superman inside <laughs> and because and like gets a costume and it's pretty mm-hmm. it's pretty fun uh and if we also like in these early episodes are introduced to jimmy uh, jimmy and lois uh, i really i really like the lois in this show a lot mm-hmm. uh, big time yeah she's uh um definitely a different a different take than the, the traditional lois lane still has like the uh the the spunk and personality and yeah like the, the go-getter attitude yeah but definitely uh, again young you know and so like uh early adult life and yeah, so, so she to... uh, pl- plays a little more to a mischievous role because they're all interns at the daily planet yeah she, we don't... Uh, basically abuses that spot to further <laughs> she wants to be the reporter that we know her as yeah, we don't. It's it's rare. I feel like we get Lois before she's a reporter, so that's uh, a, mm-hmm. a, a true reporter, and uh, that that leads to some some fun stuff throughout, including um, her working towards finding out who Superman is and what he's what he's here for. Uh, which was one of my so I <laughs> I get a little tired uh, as someone who watches a lot of superhero stuff, reads superhero stuff, plays superhero stuff. Uh, I get a little tired of the having to hide a secret identity from like people close to him, uh, close to said hero all the time. Uh, especially when, mm-hmm. for, I, when that character and other things, when you're like, this character is eventually going to find out. And I just want to get to that point because, uh, the tension does, is a no- more annoying to me than not. And I do think, I think the pace at which Lois and also Jimmy, 
discover the truth about Superman, I think works pretty well in the show. I think it, mm-hmm. uh, I think it feels nat- pretty natural. Um, well, Lois, anyway, because <laughs> when he goes to tell Jimmy, oh, and Jimmy's yeah, like, yes. I, I know. Yeah, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> he's, uh, we he's live been, together. Yeah, yeah. He's just waiting for him to tell him. <laughs> Which I, that was that was really good. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think I think that's just like a that whole part right there is also just a core aspect of the show. Is I think that the relationships evolve super naturally naturally in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, nothing, nothing ever felt like out of like no moment, uh, especially in in Clark and Lois's relationship, ever felt like out of place or like that they wouldn't do that or out mm-hmm. of character. It just like. Because by the end of the season, they are officially together. Um, we get a great kiss moment in the second to last episode. Um, and, like, uh, yeah, it's just, it just feels like a traditional relationship as yeah, much as you like, can, they, can have with Superman. <laughs> right. They're, they're, they're still kids, basically, because the, the very first time they meet in the first episode, it's like four minutes in. Yeah. And they just kind of look at each other and blush because they're both immediately smitten with each other. Like yeah, if, if like, this had been just a slice of life <laughs> anime, take out all the the world doom and gloom towards the end, I would have been fine. Like just seeing these characters interact. Yeah, their their stuff is really super cute, super fun. Um, and even even when characters like find out like dark secret or dark possibilities or secrets about these characters and later on like the possibility like of different when different timelines or, or different multiverses are introduced because of course uh, <laughs> yeah. by the league of loises also i should say which was a very fun reveal i don't it's a very <laughs> uh from all these multiversal lois lanes getting together to stop superman because sometimes superman is not a good person um and when the some of the characters find out that possibility, they are initially like concerned. But I think I think they like they don't like hold it against Clark in a way that feels weird or like or drama for the sake of drama, you know. So they're uh, and yeah. also yeah, I think they Lois Lois is more concerned with how Clark will take it personal, like finding out that this other version of him is this is tyrant than then she is worried that he'll turn into that. Yeah. Which is, which is great. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like, I think the, the, the show's great. The show's greatest strength, I think is definitely the relationships, a, a show full of really good strength. It's a very strong show overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what I think the relationships are what we both really, really loved about it. Um, and which is also kind of like, like what I, what I love in most of my, uh, um, media. I, I just love like interpersonal relationships between characters. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I love, I like. I'm I'm a sucker for ensembles. I always like that. Uh, whether they're ragtag groups that are brought together or not, I just love a good ensemble. That's <laughs> that that like works together in a way in ways that make sense. Yeah, that's uh, that's key to getting me interested in a story. First and foremost, is you have to have interesting, likable characters. Like. You can have the best written story ever, but if the characters aren't selling it, then I'm not interested. Yeah, making Superman a big dork is was a uh, and uh, and a big awkward dork is uh, always a good choice. Uh, except until he becomes Superman, when he then he gets like his confidence and uh, and, yeah. and his and his slightly different hairstyle too. <laughs> uh, and so. In the the act, and then again, when you superhero show, you know you want good action for the most part. Uh, and I think the show delivers 
uh, in spades. But I think that all the all the fights are great. Um, mm-hmm. From even from the early on ones when Superman is uh, not not as uh, adept, I think uh, they still do a good job of showcasing his strengths and um, his learning on the job more or less. Uh, and also the villains are for the most part. I'm a fan of their designs. I really I really like Silver Banshee in terms of like if you're gonna make a set a tech Silver Banshee, I think they did a great job with her. Um, I think the only one we both were like confused about was a heat is a heat wave. I forget what they we actually. Ended uh, up... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be heat wave. And there's also yeah. mist, which I wasn't mist and roughhouse. I wasn't familiar with. Oh yeah, yeah. There, some those also get uh, kind of shoved to the background pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, when uh, uh, when all of the villains Superman has fought, they had this thing get brought together as the as the current task force x um uh, which is what they call suicide squad but they don't when they don't want to use the word suicide <laughs> in something <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> yeah so and, and then the, i i kind of wish we got a little more task force x stuff i feel like they show up once kick superman's ass for and then uh he gets captured and then they're kind of like that's the end of them as a as a team mm-hmm. it, yeah because uh, after that par- parasite, who's probably the I'd say the most major villain we get in this season in terms of uh, Superman wise, uh, would you agree? Uh, kind of the most disappointing too. Like I, I appreciate the tech version of all these, but having Ivo, I thought we were absolutely getting the android. Which I mean, it yeah, it's kind of starts to play into that towards the end. But yeah, I'd, r- I'd rather had Rudy Jones as the actual parasite. Yeah, it's like they. It feels like they combined Amazo and uh, Parasite into one villain, which is fine. But yeah, I also would have just preferred like a, tradi- a more traditional Parasite. Oh, I guess or, the the Android and Parasite have similar movesets where they just copy other people's powers, so that kind of makes sense to merge. Yeah, them. They, uh, yeah, it, they made sense. I just like I just prefer like, prefer like a more monstrous Parasite, like a more freakish monstrous Parasite. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe maybe we'll get that eventually. Ivo was def- definitely his body was definitely um, disfigured. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, but, it seems yeah. like as the the villains use the tech, it kind of starts to merge with them because we find that Livewire ends up with the electricity powers after they mm-hmm. remove the tech from her. So yeah, we might just they might just move away from the tech thing as this show goes on. And I believe it's been ordered for two more seasons. I know it's getting a second season at least. I think you got. I think sure you got better. I think you got two and three ordered already. Um, they left off on a pretty big cliffhanger. We kind of need to know what and, happens. Yeah, we, and we will. We'll, we'll probably talk about that and just and towards the end. But yeah, of like where where we think the show is going to go. Um, uh, but yeah, it seems like they could be leading towards them losing their. Power. And we also like slowly getting <laughs> Slade Wilson slowly becomes more deathstrokey as the show goes on too. Yep. <laughs> yeah, or she loses the eye because. Yep. Because you can't be you can't be Deathstroke with with two eyes. It's just not <laughs> loud. <laughs> It'd be like yeah. Fury having both eyes. You can't have that. Yeah, it's not fair. He'd, he's too good if he had both eyes. <laughs> um, uh, I think I I was a bit I was a bit surprised the later on in the show too. Uh, when character like it, there were some dream sequences mostly, uh, but like showing uh. In flashbacks, characters dying in this show was like, oh wow! They, like they they get like stomped on and like vaporized. It's not super. It's not the most violent thing in the world, mm-hmm. but I think the show get does definitely get a little more violent than it initially um, 
let that stuff on to be. And no, nothing I would like, I think, dissuade parents from letting their kids watch, but it's, it's something to keep in mind. Um, there, there, there are characters do die in different ways in this show. Um, not a lot, but it happens. Um, yeah. Uh, what else happened? Um, I liked Mr. M. I always, <laughs> I always forget how to say his name properly. Uh, uh, even when I practice it after a while, uh, Mystics Lizics. Uh, <laughs> Mc, Mc, damn, I always Mc, forget to say it. Mixpit, yes, lick. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's one of those ones that like I could do it on my own a hundred times in a row, but when I when I've uh, I'm put on the spot, like I'm gonna screw it up. Yeah, it's uh, Mr. M, as most people, as a lot of people refer to him as. Uh, or Mixie. Yes, or Mixie. Uh, he, he, he might have been my favorite uh, take on a villain in the, the for this show. He was, because uh, his his episode is in the, the League of Lois' episode. Yeah, that whole yeah. episode's fantastic. It's so good. It might be my favorite episode. We get one of the few, the very few Easter eggs. I was kind of surprised. Because we see a Bloodhaven sign at one point, and then in this episode, uh, when they're talking about the multiverse, we see the uh, DCAU Lois, and then Mixie's changing Clark and a bunch of different Superman, and one of them is the the classic animated series one. Yeah, which was which was funny. Um, he also turns turns him into a uh, what's the animal he turns him into? Is it a? Oh, uh, I don't recall. Is that a frog? Was he turned into a frog Superman? Um. Yeah, he turns into a bunch of stuff. Uh, this this is kind of like the first episode that really like starts to delve into uh, Superman's like like Krypton's history or like or Superman's reasoning for showing up. Um, and it's very it seems very uh, Goku esque and uh, even more so than <laughs> Superman even more so than Superman generally is or more Journey to the West esque than uh, because uh. Not only did he get sent away from his dying planet, uh, he got sent away by a race that might be a conquer, a, a evil conquering race of Kryptonians. Uh, but I think they kind of uh, moved to, more towards a, a standard um, reasoning for that by the end in the reveal. Um, more of a a, a Neil reasoning, I would say. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was interesting, at least conceptually, to show all the different... like. Basically, like just different Red Sun Superman versions <laughs> happening, um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, also the in that episode, the fight with Mister M was is good too. His uh, oh yeah, he goes he, full anime. He, he's so he become he, that's the most anime of the entire show go the entire season goes, and it's fantastic. Um, him warping all over the place, also getting mm-hmm. get, getting the third eye, and um, also when he get. The way he he gets his powers, his tr- full power back too, when he gets his hat, his signature like <laughs> little hat, and then it transforms yep. him is such a good uh, way to. It's just a really good take on a character that's kind of that can be hard to adapt to a to um a sh- to other other media because he's just such a goofy character as a, as a concept mm-hmm. uh, as a Superman villain. It just like. Like telling someone that one of Superman's uh, most well-known villains is a is a multi-dimensional space imp is uh, <laughs> can, <laughs> is can be kind of strange, uh, but they did a good job. Oh, he uh, he turns Clark into a crab. Yes, <laughs> the I cra- sent, yeah. I sent yeah. you the picture of the crab, and they said uh, my adventures with Superman out of context spoilers. Yes, was I, yeah. was I a crab? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it was a crab, not a frog. 
ever. Uh, and it was really good. Um, yeah, so, and then uh, Superman does get captured eventually by Task Force X, uh, General Lane, who we eventually find out is General Lane. Yeah, because um, they show Task Force X early on, and it's Slade, and then Amanda Waller is there, of course, and then they keep showing this general, who you're just supposed to assume that it's General Eileen, because he was a big part of the Justice League. He was the one voiced by J.K. Simmons. So I'm like, oh, it's just Eileen. They're just not calling him by his name. And then we get the Spider-Man Homecoming bit, where Clark opens the door for Lois's <laughs> dad, and we find out that it's General Lane. Yeah, that one actually that actually got me. I was yeah, me too, big I time. Not, like, yeah, I was like, it's oh. one of those ones that I felt like we should have seen coming, but it just didn't click for some reason. I, th- I think it might have just be- might have been just because we were like General Eiling. We, we, we mm-hmm. I think I feel like I feel like I had just like in my head said uh, created the fact that they had already said his name. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So maybe someone who has no familiarity would have already would have seen it coming, but both of us because we were <laughs> trying too hard to to you to. Outsmart the show. It actually got. It actually got us. So that was. Uh, um, that was great. Uh, yeah, and he gets captured. Uh, and then the general eventually starts to realize. Maybe he shows he shows Clark what happened on Zero Day when the Kryptonians initially showed up on Earth uh, to wipe to wipe out the planet, wipe out and enslave the planet. But they get stopped by some mysterious explosion in the background. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, yeah. my uh, my working theory is that Zod goes sets out to conquer Earth, and then uh, Jor El I think might sacrifice the planet just to, because that's the only way to stop him. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Or like maybe they were trying to stop them, and it created they stopped it created the explosion on the planet. Like mm-hmm. it was a, and yeah. So I'm I'm right there with you. I think that's kind of what they what what they are going. Or, or leading, leading, leaning towards doing, um, yeah. So the, he gets captured, tells him that, and he realizes. It, and Superman's like, "Oh man, that's fucked up." <laughs> and uh, he starts, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I keep wanting to call him Eileen. Yeah. Generals like basically berate him, give him the whole interrogation. What, what are you here for? How many people are coming? And it's not until Clark visually breaks down because of of his people being such monsters that the general's like, uh, Oh, maybe, maybe we're wrong here. Yeah. And, uh, he goes to talk to Waller. Uh, Waller's not having it cause she's Waller. Um, <laughs> and, uh, she Waller's up the whole situation by releasing the villains, uh, with, um, and, uh, and we get a good, we get a great, um, fight between parasite and Superman. Well, Super- Superman is getting, getting his ass kicked because he's kind of like just not in, in in it at this point uh, mm-hmm. uh mentally and uh jim uh lois and jimmy use the power of flame bird jimmy's uh, website jimmy's <laughs> youtube page uh to get the city to turn off all their power so parasite weekends and we and that leads to my favorite small moment in the show like action moment in the show when uh superman goes didn't you read the paper and uh, takes rips Iceling out of the or not Iceling, <laughs> rips Ivo <laughs> out of the parasite, um, giant parasite mech kaiju thing, and says, "I'm Superman," uh, and whisper uh, kind of like in a low voice, "I'm Superman," mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that was like, God, it, was like it was like a real fist pump moment right there. That was, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then the following episode is a 
it's a it's a Thanksgiving episode, and they're like, that's when we find out they, they go to uh, the Kents for Thanksgiving. It's when we find out that uh, Lois's dad is the general. Uh, there's some good, some good like awkward, like uh, dramatic irony comedy played out through this scene. Um, <laughs> Do you but, always wear those glasses? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah that. Uh, or when Jimmy shows up and everyone's like, "Oh, thank God, Jimmy's here!" And he's like, "What the fu- what's going on?" And uh, he gets like he gets the sh- the the um, cliff notes from every different person about what what, the, what they're freaking <laughs> out about, including uh, John Kent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just yeah. <laughs> I don't want to tell anyone, but this turkey is not coming to temperature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sitting in front of the stove. Yeah. God, it's uh, good. And then Jimmy does the thing where he's like, okay, we're not doing the secret thing. You're literally just going to tell him what's going on. I'm like, thank you, Jimmy. Thank you. Like, I, there's so many times in superhero stuff when, like, if you just, like, people would just, like, tell the truth to each other, it would solve so many situations. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, but that does lead, it leads to, uh, the first reveal of uh, the, th- the the device that Lois saw the, and Lois and also Jimmy later on see the possible evil Superman um, multiverse uh, timeline uh, opens up and we get our first uh, reveal of kryptonite in the entire show. Uh, and this kryptonite affects are pretty are pretty rough as far as, far as kryptonite goes. It's mm-hmm. like uh, like Chris, it like crystallizes. It seems to crystallize Kryptonians. Yeah, like you could see the green in his veins, and it looks physically painful. It's not just a weakening thing; like it is another Superman stuff. Yeah, that also seems to send off a, uh, an alert or to uh, the the ship that uh, was under the cornfield where Clark, uh, Clark lived, and uh, it activates. Yeah, they they, uh, they mentioned in an earlier episode that it. Clark comes back and he's like, "Is it seem like the ship is bigger? They imply that the thing is growing underground this whole time. Yeah, so it must have been like his pod turned into a ship over time. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so, which is an inter- interesting <laughs> concept. Uh, so it it pulls out, it flies out of the ground. Uh, Lane is like, okay, we gotta, we I gotta prevent Zero Day Part 2 from happening. Oh, sorry, Part 3. That was part, Zero Day Part 2 is Episode 9. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> Uh, and, uh, goes into action. Uh, the evil Kryptonians are show up. There's a big fight. Jimmy finds out the Kryptonite hurts the their technology. Also, uh, there's also a bit when uh, also the part when Jimmy tells him that uh, he hold, he like shows them the orb with it, and Clark like backs up immediately upon seeing it, like it mm-hmm. with like genuine fear in his eyes. But I thought was a nice little like a nice. My wife cut. pointed that out too. Yeah. It was like it's a very it's very quick and subtle, but it was like it was very it's a a very great a very good touch. Um, mm-hmm. For seeing Superman actually afraid of something. Yeah, uh, I don't know that we mentioned that all the villains tech throughout the series is reverse engineered from Zero Day stuff, so it's all Kryptonian and design. Yeah, yeah so uh, uh, Lane has a, a gun at this point that can uh, take out the uh, robots that previously seemed indestructible, other than against Superman. Um, and Superman's like, all right, I got to do with what a Superman's got to do. And uh, takes the kryptonite. We get a good kiss between Lois while he takes it from her and flies off. Uh, great action scenes, uh, battle, battling, sh- blasting through ships, fighting robots. Um, shoves the, cr- gets to the core, uh, shoves the kryptonite in. Uh, the, um, the AI ghost of Jor-El um helps helps clark get off the uh exploding ship 
to safety. Mm-hmm. We don't see a whole lot of Jor-El, but every time that Clark interacts with him, he's speaking Kryptonian, so there's no communication really between them, but you can tell that Jor-El's kind of upset with what what Clark is, what he's, I guess he, maybe he can understand Clark, but not vice versa. But he yeah. seems upset with Clark, just, I'm not going to rule this planet, this is not why you sent me here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I, I think it might be maybe upset because uh, he he uh, doesn't want like he doesn't want that, but his son thinks that's what he wants. But he can't right, he, right. he can't and he can't speak to his son, which is really good. I uh, really good that I really like the um, like the language barrier between the two. It's, uh, you know, we don't get that a lot in Superman stuff. We don't acknowledge yeah. the fact that that's, that Krypton is a completely different world and planet. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, uh, Lane uh, Lois steps in front of Lane, prevents him from shooting Superman. And uh, he he disappears, um, s- s- probably not under the good graces of uh, Waller and uh, Checkmate, um, who is the evil organization for this that they that they went with. I actually just common. learned about Checkmate from the Cosmic Chaos game that came out earlier this year. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're they they don't come up that much in other stuff. I was yeah, there, but they're oh. yeah, they're I feel like they to think of the marvel equivalent um uh, no, it's probably something super obvious that we're not yeah yeah it's i'm sure it's obvious and uh, i hope yeah. i hope general lane like backed out before lois kind of pressed her forehead to clark's and like a loving embrace because it kind of at this point we assume that general doesn't know that clark is superman and that kind of would have put some pieces together yeah, I, although um, Lois's reaction towards everything might lead him towards thinking that Clark is Superman. Yeah, um, true. Yeah, so I, yeah, he, again, he doesn't. I, I think he probably knows at this point, uh, but I wouldn't. Also, wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. You know, and they left they left it open ended enough to where it could go either way. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we get the they a, a nice a, a nice uh, reveal of all of them are no longer interns. They all have their own desks. Uh, with and, and they're all and. And Jimmy's rich now. Oh yeah! Also, Jimmy's a multimillionaire. <laughs> yeah, it's because he sold Flamebird to the the planet, uh, which is. Uh, I feel like Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy usually becomes rich, doesn't he? And then like all. Like, I don't you know. know. I know he's. I know he's pretty rich uh, in All Star Superman, which is towards the. It's like a later Superman uh, take. So. Uh, yeah, so he's rich. They're they're reporters, and we also find out. Uh, who next? Most likely next season, unless they dr- pull it, unless they drag it out, maybe for another season. Um, is uh, Zod is Zod is coming? Not is. only Zod, that it's yeah. absolutely Brainiac there with them too. That's double yeah. trouble. Yep, yep, Brainiac and Zod, uh, which would explain the technology stuff also that they have. Yep, that's. Kind of, I think the whole season, you and I were back and forth. Like, is this Brainiac? Is this Zod? It's got to be one or the other, right? <laughs> it's both. Zod is both. <laughs> yeah, probably both. Uh, uh, also, uh, worth noting, no Lex Luthor whatsoever in the season. Yeah, not even a mention. Yeah, which was we get pretty cra- crazy. We get a little bit of Gotham mentioned Vicky Vale's in one episode. Yeah, a good, a really uh, good Vicky Vale too. Yeah, no, no Batman or like any other superheroes. Yeah, we get the Bloodhaven references, though, which doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that Nightwing exists yet. Or he mm-hmm. could still, 
because uh, they'll be Robin or not at all. <laughs> um, but, but there's yeah, the it, Batman equivalent series that's supposed to be in the pipeline too. So maybe that'll put some pieces together. Yeah, connect some dots. Hopefully that's good. I'm sure. It hopefully, will be. I'm yeah. not as big on the initial image that they revealed of it with him with the long ears, but whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm I sure mean, it's I, fine. Usually, not usually not a long ear Batman guy, but you know. um, uh, yeah. Also, I guess I should note of uh, all the voice performances, performances are really good. I think Dennis Quaid, oh not Dennis Quaid, uh, Jack Quaid, his son, um, <laughs> Jack Quaid, uh, does is a fan, is a really good uh, Superman. And Clark, he I think he nails nails both. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's if uh, people might be familiar with him from The Boys as uh, Huey from The Boys, uh, does a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Lois, uh, God, uh, one second, I'm gonna Alice to Lee. Yes, Alice Lee's fantastic. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any like super well known voice. She's uh, not in anything that I have seen. Looking through her filmography here. Uh, I mean, Lucas Grabeel is missed. For, he's from of High School Musical fame. Um, yeah, it's not. Oh, we get. I mean, Deborah Wilson is Amanda Waller. I feel like she's been Amanda Waller several times. Yeah. yeah like they didn't seek out big. They're like you're not going to find Troy Baker or, or Laura Bailey in this thing. It's kind of. I don't want to say unknown people, but it's nice to have less recognizable voices to, to take you out of things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say probably currently Jack Quaid's probably the most famous one. Chris Parnell is Slade Wilson, but he doesn't get a lot of lines. Yeah. yeah uh, so. uh, what's his name? I just saw it. David Arago Jr. is is Mixie, and he... Let me go through the IMDb real quick. He voiced something that I thought was pretty funny to hear. Uh, 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 I... What the hell was he? This would be fun. To... Oh yeah, he's he's Ferb from Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> oh okay, that's. Uh... <laughs> I knew I knew it was some kind of wild juxtaposition between the characters, but yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Again, uh, Macy was a highlight of the show. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> All right, Michael. So, uh, my wife has a rating scale she loves to use. It's a little unique. Um, it is instead of the standard, you know, one to ten. She thinks that's boring. She likes, True. and she doesn't think she doesn't think it's quite. It doesn't necessarily give off enough. Uh, it's not strong enough. She so she changes a bit. She does negative five to five. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I think we should. We I would like. I think we should maybe adopt that as our as our official capes and junk scale of negative five to five. Of course, five being the highest, negative five being the lowest. Um, <laughs> With zero being an option as well. Oh, uh, we're gonna have to name this thing now. Yeah. Gotta, na- yeah. gotta name it after her. She, it's her it's her thing we're stealing. Uh let's see, so her name's Kirsten. So I'm trying to think of uh <laughs> the uh Cape and Junk Official Scale brought to you by Kirsten Sarah Ramirez. Uh <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. workshop this, we'll check yeah. in with you next time. Yeah, but our scale uh so Michael, on a scale of negative five to five, what are you ranking? What are you giving My Adventure Superman season one specifically? I don't have a lot of things that I would change about it. Um, God, I really can't think of anything offhand. Uh, I guess Parasite, but that's just a me issue. 
I gotta go with five because I it's one of those ones that when it ended and it hits you with that cliffhanger, I'm like, yeah, I need to know what happens next. Like, <laughs> come on. Make yeah, more it's episodes. A, it's a it's a very good cliffhanger. Um I think I'm probably gonna go four. Uh I did, I liked it a lot. I, I just I've um I think I just know it's gonna I think it's gonna get even better going forward. Mm-hmm. Um that's gonna, fair. Gonna, give it room for improvement. Yeah, yeah. Like a three point five to a four is where is the area that I'd uh which is Yeah, probably I'll just stick with four because I think it's it's one of those shows that I'm like I'm gonna I'd be recommended to anyone that's like uh, uh, love Superman. You know, it's it seems it really respects the character's uh, history, mythology, and while also doing its own thing in a really in a really successful way. In the it's it's kind of like that. I could see it going down in that tier with like Spectacular Spider-Man and Batman the Animated Series um, mm-hmm. as, as like the definitive thing for the character. Granted, Superman the Animated Series is also very good. So it's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it uh, it kind of falls into that problem with you can't. There's no way to fight Superman other than than Kryptonite. Yeah, I think I th- I think they've done a good job of making Superman feel not fully invincible in this show. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't even talk about um fucking oh what are their names? The uh, they were such minor characters. They're like Doom, the Doom Patrol characters. The oh Brain and uh, yes yes not Grodd. Yes, what's God? What's their name? <laughs> uh, that that episode that was pretty fun too. It's kind of a weird one uh, when they introduced the uh, yeah the, the uh, black hole and portal stuff. Um, yeah, also but, the Olmec robots that are not used very much throughout DC stuff. Yeah, yeah, good good point. Yeah, there's, they definitely they definitely pull uh, from a deep a deep well of uh, DC stuff. Not, not, mm-hmm. I guess Lex Luthor is not in the season at all, <laughs> so they are. <laughs> They're they're doing they're doing a slow build towards everything. They are they are establishing their universe, which is what yeah. I want. Um, and when he finally shows up, it's going to be a good moment, I think. Yeah. So. And then right behind him is going to be Metallo for sure. I, I always associate Metallo with Iron Giant now. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I just think Metallo, uh, uh, him and Amazo. As I just. That movie's so good. I love Iron Giant, uh, but uh, that's like my immediate. My brain immediately goes to Iron Giant whenever I hear Metallo. Um, nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's kind of. I think that's good. That's good for my Vengeance Superman. I think uh, if you if you haven't watched it yet, and you well, you like what you hear from us, I highly recommend it. It's very good. Very quality. Mm-hmm. I also watched the first few minutes of the first episode, and then. Clark and Jimmy's apartment, they have a Majora's Mask poster on the on the wall, which is awesome. Yeah, it's uh, a legally it's, distinct Majora's yeah, Mask it's, poster. It's about as legally distinct as you can possibly, as you could get with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, there's a, there's a, again, there's a bunch of, a bunch of fun, Easter, fun little Easter eggs too throughout. Yeah. It has me wanting to, to rewatch the whole series and see what else I can notice now that I'm not in, so invested in the plot. Yeah. All right. Um, so moving on to the rest of the rest of the stuff we've done since uh, the last episode, the last free episode we we put we put out, which wasn't that long ago. Uh, <laughs> Michael, you watched when I and I have also I had also watched it. Um, you might uh, pro- went near, around when it came out, so it's been a little bit. 
You watched and you, you watched Invincible's Adam Eve special and which is <laughs> So which I was is, supposed to watch this for the last free episode day and I completely forgot I was pulling up the show notes <laughs> for that episode. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and uh it's which is totally fine. Uh fun fact for before we talk about this, Michael has never watched Invincible. Uh <laughs> So no, was, I I had always heard it excuse on the violent side, and that's a little outside my sensibilities. But it is incredibly this one, violent. This one wasn't <laughs> so bad, and it's really not. There's characters that fall apart towards the end, and she gets all bloody and stuff. But it's it's, it's it was all right. Yeah, it's it's definitely dark towards really dark at the end of this episode. But violence wise, it's pretty tame, but especially mm-hmm. by Invincible standards, because uh, Invincible, I think Invincible is like so. I like Invincible a lot. I like it more than the and they came out around the same time as the as uh, the boys was pretty popular. I, I don't remember which season of the boys was out at that point. Maybe the first two. Um, and they, I feel like they might get lumped together sometimes as the super violent shows, superhero mm-hmm. shows. I think they're both, they're both Amazon shows, right? They are. They're also both Amazon shows. Yes. Uh, but where the boys is like super like bleak and cynical, and uh, uh, characters die all the time. And just really absurd ways. Uh, Invincible is still like more of a traditional comic book thing. It just is mm-hmm. very violent, also. And, yeah, uh, this this yeah. special is a is an origin episode for Adam Eve, and it starts off super fun as she's discovering her powers. Yeah, and I do think Invincible has a lot of fun in it. It's just if you if the it is again it, it is incredibly violent. <laughs> it's uh like like I know Michael uh, has not again not seen any of it, and it it it's. The, f- the first episode alone will let- give you a good idea of what you can expect from that <laughs> show. And uh, yeah, it can be all it, 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 it's not for everyone in, in that sense. Uh, but it's like can- the first 10 minutes of Suicide Squad where, where the, the whole beach thing. Oh, I, I, I do love that scene. That seems insane. But uh, that's it. Uh, I, I just love that. I love that movie. The Suicide Squad, I should say, not Suicide <laughs> Squad. I hate, I hate that so much. God damn it. It's so annoying. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like game companies releasing remakes yeah. and stuff. Or reboots and using the exact same name, so you have yeah, to put the year to differentiate. Yeah, I just think it's more annoying in that the the gap between quality in those two movies is so high <laughs> that it's like <laughs> I have to like really work at to make sure people understand what I'm talking about when I say that's my favorite DC movie. Um, <laughs> anyway, Adam Eve special. Uh, it's a classic origin story for the Adam Eve character, one of the one of the more prominent characters in Invincible. Um, obviously not the t- the title character. <laughs> not, she's not Mark Grayson, uh, but she is a she is a pretty big part of the show. You know. So what what do you think, Michael? Pretty good. Like I said, it uh, it starts off really fun. Where she is, you kind of get the feeling she's meant. They're kind of implying that she's autistic because she doesn't socialize with other kids. She doesn't really play or talk much. And it's not until she's being babysat by this guy who's doing science homework and she starts rattling off all this molecule stuff that she just knows off the top of her head he's like oh okay there's there's something else going on i guess i kind of skipped over the whole she was born <laughs> in, a, in a lab thing yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does open with her being uh whisked out of a lab uh from her as her from her dying mother um who was experimented on and um yeah by the scientist who was like, who was doing the experiments and um, yeah, she gets left with a uh, a family in a hospital. 
uh, who is who would become her her step her step parent. It's a really good scene of like them getting because they're their uh, baby was a stillborn, if I remember right. Am I? Am yeah. I, yeah. Um, but then they they get brought this other baby who was like, and it's treated as like that, that was their actual kid. They, there was like a miracle; the baby came back to life. Like uh, came back to life, uh, and it's a really touching scene. Uh, but then it, it kind of like it becomes less touching as you realize like what her upbringing becomes afterwards. You know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, her dad's kind of a dick. Yeah, it's uh like they seem like such good people, but as soon as like she's not a normal kid, she's not this uh, quote unquote normal kid. You know, she's not your uh, standard uh, little girl. Uh, the parents, res- especially the dad, start to resent her more and more, mm-hmm. uh, which is which sucks. <laughs> you know, it really like is you know kids are stuck at home for a long time, and yep. uh, yeah, you can. But yeah, luckily, anyway, she manifests superpowers to, to help yeah. ease the pain. <laughs> Yeah, and they're really cool superpowers. Uh, she's she uh, is she's kind of like Green Lantern without the ring. She can kind of just make stuff and um, then some. Like the yeah. first thing she does is transmute a book into glass. Yeah, she's she's super cool. Uh, also, Adam Eve, Adam Eve is just a really good, really good superhero superhero name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that I think Invincible is really good at like towing the line between it's like it's it's obvious, it's very it's very. Um, tongue-in-cheek with all its stuff it seems mm-hmm. it, at times it feels like a parody superhero stuff but it has like it still feels like it also likes superhero stuff um there are tons of characters in, in invincible that are just stand-ins for you can for other uh, mostly dc characters it's generally pretty dc um mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that fight at the beginning there's there's clearly a wonder woman there's clara and aquaman yes he's <laughs> literally just a fish man uh, which I, I do i do like that uh anyway yeah so so yeah, you, you like you like her you you like her as a as a superhero character. You think she yeah, yeah she uh yeah she turns the book into glass and then the next thing she does is they got this weird fascination with cream cheese and olive sandwiches. Yeah, God. <laughs> is, that, is that a carryover from the the first season or if it, if it is comics? If it is, I don't remember it. So uh, <laughs> they said those words and they're just like. Oh, what the hell? But the first thing she does is uh, she changes it into a hamburger or yeah, a cheeseburger. Like, yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, that's pretty handy. Yeah, just like make whatever you make. You make anything, whatever food you want. Um, mm-hmm. and she, generally, a cheeseburger is what she goes with. But uh, yeah. yeah, so that that's fun. Uh, and she then, tries and to so. create up. She tries to turn a squirrel into a puppy and then she tries to manifest a puppy and neither work. So I figured that it means she can't control living things, which we find out later the scientists have put a block on her, like implying that she should be able to do that, but it's kind of outside of his moral compass. Yeah, it's uh, which I, I, I agree with. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 that's a little yeah. messed up. Yeah, and maybe I, I haven't read any Invincible. I've only watched the first season of the show. I've I've thought about it. I decided against reading it because I just want to be surprised by the show when it comes, yeah. when, when things come. Uh, so I don't makes, know if eventually she does. Wonder, yeah, makes you wonder how she makes is how what the roles are with the burger then because it was alive at one point. Yeah, can she make plants? Maybe. <laughs> I have a lot of stupid questions. Yeah, I mean these are the these are the important questions though, Michael. <laughs> Comic books. 
Yeah. Also, when she gets her powers, like even like when she shows her like best friend that lives across the street, she gets rejected by her best friend essentially as a as a freak. Yeah. What the? Yeah. It's. Uh... The, the, I think they're established that they're like twelve at this point, and yeah, bullshit. If 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 I was twelve and my best friend came and like, oh my gosh, like I got superpowers, I'm like, oh. Shit, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was like, man, she can't catch a break, can she? <laughs> it's uh and, and uh the scientist who saved her finds her pretty soon after that, isn't that what is that kind of like the next bit? My Yeah. Yeah, cuz we see him like watching her yeah. throughout throughout <laughs> her life and he's just like kind of standing across the street at this point when she's trying to make the dog. Yeah, it's a little weird. She gets a she gets some stranger danger vibes, which I, I respect. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, he reveals himself to her in a not. He doesn't. He keeps clothes. He just reveals his identity to her. <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah. Um, and is that they do that at like a restaurant? I don't remember where they. Uh, before that is when she's. I think she gets grounded and she's like kind of laying in bed messing with her powers and she creates the mask yeah. and realizes that she could go out and be a superhero. So she makes the flying disc, which is super cool. And she's stopping that robbery, the people trying to steal the dogs and she turns their masks into lead, which is all kinds of nightmare fuel. Yeah. It's a, uh, Oh God. Could you, could you imagine dying like that? No, I don't think so. And that's when he's he's like, oh, you probably shouldn't do that because they can track your powers. Yeah, the uh, people that were trying to make her are trying to get her back, or they or they don't they don't know she's still alive, right? Like they were at this beforehand. Yeah, they start to get pings of her abilities being used. I think they got a drone. That sounds right. Flying around. Yeah, Uh, she does not heed his warnings, (laughs) Um, and she. Is that when she like gets in a fight with that other criminal whose whose name I can't remember? It's a, I think it's a it's a pretty good name too. Uh, oh yeah, the big the big dude. Yeah, uh, whose power whose ability that I don't I feel like, isn't he like a ro- like a robot or something like part robot or something? Isn't he have like yeah? Hold on, let me let me look this up. I just watched it like two days ago. No, not the character wiki. That doesn't help me. Samantha is her name. I always yeah, she says Eve is her middle name. Mm-hmm. This is riveting radio. This is what people this is what people come for. <laughs> no, it's all it's all Stan. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find it. It's all right. He's a minor character. It might he might be in the original show at some point. I don't remember. Uh, she kicks his ass. Yeah, she whoops his ass, uh, and with her with her awesome powers, uh, and that's when uh, she gets, and that when they sick the quote unquote dogs on her, the uh, her siblings. Oof. Yeah. yeah. So she was made in a lab. Uh, a uh, she was the only successful experiment. The rest, she had other quote unquote siblings that were also failed. That were failed experiments. Uh, and they get sent to bring her in. Um, I don't remember if it's like dead or alive or not. Uh, they sent to bring her in, and they don't like her because mm-hmm. uh, because she's successful. Yeah, and they're all like different ver- ways, di- fucked up in multiple different ways. Um, 
and they they all have like different abilities too. Uh, the pretty it's a it's probably it's the most the biggest action sequence of the show is the fight between all the, the siblings mm-hmm. on like on a highway. And I remember it being pretty good. What did you think, Michael? Was, uh... The there's one part that I thought was really cool where the I guess the eldest one kind of shoots his uh, stretchy arm at her and breaks part of the barrier on their side of the highway. And then the arm spikes out in all directions and grabs onto the debris to make this cool makeshift mace. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yes, I remember that now. And uh, yeah, he he lasts the longest. Uh, she she slowly like basically kills all her other siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he doesn't he like just kind of die like he does where he basically runs out of time and then he's like that sounds right. Yeah, he died. Yeah, and that's and uh, it's pretty. It's it's a it's pretty pretty messed. It's a pretty uh, messed up thing. Uh, whole, yeah. whole thing, a whole bit, uh, which just leads to pretty much the rest of the episode being pretty messed up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we do get a sense of how wide and varied her powers can be. She makes the part of the upper highway disappear at one point, and she's making platforms and stuff to save all the, the, the citizens that are driving through at breakneck speeds for some reason, because they can't see all this stuff happening, apparently. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, they should have stopped. I don't know why they didn't stop. <laughs> it's, uh, a lot of people died in those cars, I would say. <laughs> <They're>... <laughs> the, uh, the body count was high. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then she... Uh, does, is that the... the uh... She goes. She finds their facility, right? I don't remember how she finds it. She ends up at yeah. I think, oh, I think the, they get, the doctor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, right. They, they capture her, um, and she finds. And then, yeah, they're going to kill Brandyworth, and she's like, uh, "Take me if you could. If you spare him, you can have me." Yeah, and I think they end up taking them both anyway. Yep, uh, and when we get there, it's uh, it's revealed that her. Uh, is her mother is it her mother that's still kept alive basically like yeah uh, like a, a, in, a veg- in a vegetative state to produce more um siblings uh yeah because yeah. at the beginning every time she has a contraction it like shoots out a shockwave of power from her and the last one is enough to kill her and then they say at the end the the keith david looking guy not sure what his deal is he's basically the, the amanda waller of this yeah, he's yeah. like, uh, unfortunately, we didn't, get, we didn't revive her in time to to keep her from being a vegetable, but she's serving a purpose. Yeah, it's really, and she's in a two. It's fucked up. It's uh, yeah, uh, and the and uh, at and uh, Eve doesn't take it doesn't take it well. I'll say, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um. no, she goes, uh, she goes full Raven here and kind of taps into her powers a little more and. Gets overwhelmed by it. The whole eyes glowing, floating through the air, Dark Phoenix style. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap! It's it's pretty badass though. Yeah. Uh, Brandyworth is killed. I think I think that might be before she gets set off to. Um, he. Yeah. So, and her mom is the, the as I think the plugs pulled on her mom, or she might do. I don't remember right. She uh, gets shot. Yeah. When right. Right. I think Brandyworth tries to wrestle the gun away, and it ends up going off and kills her. Yeah, uh, so like all of her, or her biological parents more or less are now dead, um, and she she doesn't she's she spares uh, the evil, not Waller. 
And uh, that's kind of like that's, that's kind of it, right? For the uh, for for her part, at least, there's like a small thing at the end with, with Mark. Yeah, she she goes back to her her essentially foster home, and they're giving her all this crap because it's her birthday. And where were oh, you? You're, oh, you're right. worthless. And they, they, he ate a piece of her cake before already, and yeah, it was. Yeah, doesn't she, end on a happy, end on a very happy note. No, she goes to her room, and there's a picture of her. With, with these people that falls off her dresser and breaks and she transmutes it to make this picturesque <laughs> picturesque picture <laughs> nice. of her and her mom and Brandyworth and then the the siblings all looking quote unquote normal like like actual human beings, not the way she saw them. Yeah. It's just and... pretty it's pretty sweet. And then like, we get a uh, what? Where was Mark Grayson at during this during this time? Uh, <laughs> oh, duct tape man. Yeah, duct tape man. Uh, <laughs> Mark Grayson is the titular invincible, um, although he doesn't have powers at this point in time. So uh, yeah, he's he's yeah. still young here. Is yeah. is he always that kind of goof though through the actual series? Yeah, he's yeah he's definitely a, he's definitely a uh, a teenager. You know, he's okay. like uh, that, yeah, that's enticing because yeah, he, he's pretty funny. Uh, and then we get the we get some stuff with the Omni Man or his dad, aka Omni Man. Um, Holy crap, dude! Well. This guy's got issues. I can tell already because they're talking about he's like a he's never gonna get his powers, is he? And his mom's like, oh, I mean, even if not, then we'll still love him. And then she walks off, and just the cycle of emotions on his face, like he's just kind of disappointed, and then just pure rage for a second. And then he kind of softens, but holy crap! Yeah, the, the, the Omni Man is a very complex character. Um, yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, he's. Yeah, it's I. If if you if you do end up, because uh, I will ask, it this it this make you want to watch Invincible at all? It does, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, if you do, if you are able, and we uh, we have talked about uh, watching at least the first episode together. Um, yeah. Uh, if you do end up even getting past the first episode, I should say, uh, I'm uh, I think this this little moment will actually be fun to come back to uh, as a because the anyone that's watched most most people that are probably watching that episode have seen the first season of the show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm definitely but, watching yeah. this backwards. Yeah, uh, but I think it still works um, backwards because uh, at this point you already you've already heard about Omni Man enough to where I don't think his like and I had also like I had some like loose. Um, knowledge about Invincible before the show even came out. Like I had heard of it uh, and some stuff, of, some some stuff from it. So I wasn't um, too. It 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 does. It also doesn't take too long to reveal to sort of reveal Omni Man's. Yeah, I mean it's only like eight episodes, so yeah. Uh, so yeah, what would you? Uh, I would probably give this like it's a pretty solid Invincible episode. I would say overall, I'd probably like a. Okay, maybe a two and a half, like a two and a half, three. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, that's about where I was too. Like it had enough to get me interested. It had enough of the the superhero stuff that I like, without too much of the stuff that I know the rest of the series has that I'm not going to like. So uh, yeah, it was, it was stomachable, I guess. Yeah, I watched it before Michael and I because I, and I was gonna. I told him like I'll let you know if this is worth uh, even dipping into, and I. It definitely, yeah. I was like, okay, it's not that violent. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> and it's an origin story. Michael likes origin stories. 
Um, and she's a, she's got cool powers. So I'm like, yeah, this is probably a safe bet that he uh, if he doesn't like this, he's not going to like the show, I think. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> um, yeah uh, that's Invincible. Adam Eve special specifically. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll talk about I'm sure we'll talk about at least the first episode of Invincible the next time we do a, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the yeah, next definitely. time we end up doing one of these. Um, sorry, she's Michael. A, she's a very Jean Grey character, isn't she? She, I guess so. Yeah, she. I don't think they've, they've. This is the most they've really delved into her like background. Um, mm-hmm. She definitely has like Jean Grey potential. I would say for sure. She's got the the red hair and the green eyes. Really tell that. Yeah. So like, I th- I think it's very telling that they did a whole episode for her. So this uh, wiki says that her subatomic manipulation power might be based on Firestorm, and now I think that we might need to add him to the the character spotlight list. Oh yeah, definitely. If that, that power is just inherently cool. Yeah, so. <laughs> and a little broken, which is always fun. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's yeah. super OP. Yeah, like it. Just even as a fledgling, like she is, she's still kicking all kinds of ass. It's not until she's overwhelmed during the the freeway fight that it really starts to go awry. Um. All right. Uh, it's a Avenue uh, special. Oh, uh, Michael, you've got on our list here, Pokemon Path to the Peak, which I was not familiar with when you put oh, it yeah. on. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not going to get too far into it because pretty much the people that want to watch it have watched it. And if you haven't heard of it, then it's probably not for you. It's based on the card game. It's, uh, what was it, five episodes of a girl that moves. It's based on the beginning of Spirited Away. I think I made okay. the comment when my wife and I were watching it because they uproot this young girl and move her to another city and then she has no friends and all this stuff and they end up bonding over the Pokemon card game at school and the rest of the series is about her going from tournament to nationals to internationals to regional whatever the order is but uh, I love a, I love a good card game so. yeah <laughs> and uh it's it's super cute uh sure her favorite card ends up being this oddish and they her dad tells her early on that the, his secret to the card game is to visualize the Pokemon battle. So you see this little Oddish looking at her a lot of the time, and Oddish is inherently cute. Yeah, Oddish is like, it's just a ball with a little, like, a <laughs> yeah. bites of hair and a, and a little face. So it's inherently mm-hmm. going to be a cute thing. And, uh, it's five episodes. They're all on the Pokemon YouTube channel. And I think they're like 15 to 20 minutes each. They're not long so uh it's uh it is again it is super cute and worth checking out if you like pokemon yeah actually that actually doesn't entice me as someone i just love card game stuff in general i'm like i love Mm -hmm. uh, i love anime with card games in it so i'm like i'm a sucker for that stuff even though i'm not really i've never really put much time into the pokemon card game do I, have, yeah, do, I have, do I have to understand the Pokemon card game to understand the show? Is that right? They kind of give you a crash course at the beginning, it's the first like, episode. It's, it's kind of magic. It's kind of just magic with a few. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like most card um, games are. Because the character Ava is not familiar with it either. And they, they kind of run through the rules at breakneck speed. And she's like, oh, yeah, OK, I got it. <laughs> All right, let's see. Do we want to talk about the pit? Oh, yeah. Uh, we were coming hot off the heels last night as of this recording. We were both on Smite's Arcade Pit again. We did it back in May, so this was our second go 
our second try. <laughs> yeah, second second try to to win, and we we came up short again. We did do much better this time than we did the first time, though. Yeah, we like I I don't care about the points. I like it would be cool to win, but it's just fun a fun experience. We were in the lead for probably till a little after the halfway point, and then they uh, they came back pretty hard. But man, that was fun. Yeah, they uh, they performed really well in some of the like the high stakes challenges for sure. They yeah, got a couple, they got a couple fifty bombs, uh, which really really put them over the top for against us. Um, I got a couple of surprise wins though, like that primal rage one from the first one. I there's no way I thought I was going to win that. And then this one, we started off with an NES game called Wits, which I never heard of. Yeah, which is which basically is a, Snake. Yeah, it's like competitive snake you're the two characters running around the same board trying to uh tron light cycle the other person into hitting a wall and uh, i ended up winning that one surprisingly yeah and uh i performed terribly in all the games i played (laughs) i I eventually i was eventually was doing okay at f-zero uh i think original f-zero is what it was uh yeah and yeah um, you uh you had some some rough games though you had the the Genesis version of Frogger, which our opponent was like, I don't want to say a competitive player, but he uh, he knew his way around it for sure. Like yeah, I, I, I think I led you and I led you astray with that one. Should have, should have done dynamite, heady. <laughs> um, uh, Man, that game's hard. It's so yeah. hard. Um, yeah, but that is archetype. It's awesome. If you haven't if you haven't watched it on uh, it's on every Sunday evening at eight Eastern, right? Eight Eastern, yeah. He, yeah. He's been going for eight years now. Has never missed a Sunday, even on last year when Christmas Day was on Sunday. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. If you lo- if you love video games and you love game shows, it's right, it's right up your alley. If you like Nick Arcade, growing yeah, up, I was gonna say yeah, if you're yeah. old like, like me and you yeah. like Nick Arcade, this one's that but better. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's really awesome. And they uh, Smite and Emily are fantastic hosts. Yeah, I, I can't I can't recommend it enough to people. Um. Uh, I guess we should say our our episode was the uh, September 3rd of 2023. So if you want to go back and watch that, it's not on his YouTube channel. I think he's been a little behind with uploads, but uh, at least for the time being, you can watch it on his Twitch page and then it'll be on YouTube at some point. Yeah, I think ours was just over an hour. So it's a pretty standard episode length, I think. Um, Yeah, somewhere on there. Yeah. Yeah. See, I have not been playing much since the last one we did. Uh, some family visiting, so I was still playing Baldur's Gate. Loving Baldur's Gate, great game. <laughs> um, nothing has changed in that department. Um, I yep. think since the last time I played it too, they've added some stuff to the game. Like I believe character epilogues are now in the game. Uh, oh so wow! At least, for, at least for some characters. Uh, I don't know if it gets retroactively added to a current ongoing save or not. Um, but hopefully, I, I hope, I'm hoping it does because that sounds really interesting. Yeah, they're is constantly it, patching and updating this game. Does it have different colored lines in the endings? Everyone yeah, loves I'm hoping, those. I'm hoping for green this time. You know? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, That's a Mass Effect 3 reference, if you don't know. Yeah, yeah it's... Uh, I think Mass Effect 3's ending is fine. I'll say yeah, it's it. fine. It, yeah. Like The ending is fine, but I get people's complaints that it doesn't... Your choices don't really affect it, which was yeah. a big part of that trilogy leading yeah. up to... My, my argument... My argument is this: it, it more like your choices affect the way, like the beginning and the end of everyone. Mass Effect is more or less the same. It's the choices along the way that are that are different. You know? Yeah, so, right. Yeah, so 
it doesn't bother it's more me about the much. journey than the destination. Yeah. Um, uh, I, and I'm looking forward to my next, the next game I'll probably be talking about on here. Depending, depending on when we do another one of these, it'll probably be mortal Kombat MK one. I should say the new, the new MK one. Um, um, as a fighting game guy, I'm really looking forward to that. I love Street Fighter Six this year. If I can get a really good Mortal Kombat in the same year, that'd be awesome. It looks really good. Uh, and m- maybe I'll dip my toe, I my dip into Sea of Stars or Armor Core Six. But uh, you know, there's, mm-hmm. October's looking pretty busy. So yep. um, Starfield's out this week. Uh, yeah, we, the we, console version of Baldur's Gate's out this week. Yep, and we'll be we'll be streaming. Uh, Starfield on my Twitch channel, Lucero GAJ, next weekend, next Saturday around noon, probably noon central. Yeah, and... Saturday the 9th. Yeah, it's coming Saturday. Uh, Michael, you played Legend of the River King, <laughs> the hot new game, Legend of the River yeah, King. Man, it, it, yeah. it wouldn't be, it wouldn't, I don't know, it's like my shtick to play these old games that, that no one talks about anymore. Uh, I wanted to play a fishing game. I got one on the Wii, but I can't exactly take the Wii with me everywhere I go. So I'm like, oh, check out Legend of the River King. I've been in a, a heavy RPG mood this this year. So I uh, I actually own this game somewhere. It's in a drawer somewhere. But uh, it's it starts off with the only story you're going to get for the game. Your sister is sick. Your mom tells you to go catch the guardian fish so she can basically kill it and make medicine to to cure your sister. Perfect. Yeah, you know, you imagine that was how the Pokemon games go. It's like, okay, uh, you're ten years old. Here's your here's your pet rat. Uh, go catch this god among animals, and we're going to kill it and just just you know to to, to heal someone. Awesome. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't believe Nintendo hasn't gone there yet. Yeah. yeah a, a, hopefully, that's the next Mario game. <laughs> Oh, the next Mario game is actually looking pretty good. But, yeah, Wonder looks pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so you you go out and you catch the whole the loop is to catch fish, to upgrade your gear, to basically just move on to the next area. There's four areas. There's like the first town, a lake, a stream, and then a second lake. And you're just oh. trying to <laughs> Yeah, it's, like. <laughs> it's on the Game Boy. Like, what are you gonna do? Okay, I, mean, they done, I feel like they could have done pond. You know, they could have done yeah. A pond. Yeah. I mean, you catch the 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 guardian in the in a pond. Okay. But it's kind of it's on the same the map as the stream. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you're you're you cast your line. You, it's like Animal Crossing where you have to line up with the fish shadows so they get interested in. It switches into an actually kind of impressive, I guess it's on the Game Boy Color, but it shows you a side view under the water of the fish pulling at your line. And uh, it's not real complex as far as fishing games go, but it's uh, enjoyable enough that I, I saw it through to the end of like six hours. But, John, this fishing RPG has random encounters. <laughs> <laughs> you... You come across spiders and bears oh, and, and wildcats, and you they will steal your fish. What? So your method of attack is your bare fucking fists. Oh, you okay. 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 <laughs> it gives you this, the, the sprite of the enemy, and you hit attack, and then randomly around it, you see this little icon of a fist, and wherever you hit A is where you attack. So you have to 
line it up with the enemy first of all, but then each enemy has like a weak spot that does more damage. <laughs> and yeah, you are out you are out there catching fish and punching bears. And <laughs> that is this wow. game. You they, gain experience. They... Like you gain experience, but you don't level up. Like, I think every unshown threshold, there are like different thresholds, and then it just adds a little more to your HP. Which you need HP because when you get the raft, every time you move a square, it takes away your health. So you need to be getting in these encounters to kind of grind up enough health to get to the next area on the raft. It's pretty wild for a Game Boy game. Like, it's not Link's Awakening complex or anything, but uh, it was fun. That's uh, I, I do love everything you just said. <laughs> I don't there I feel are, like... At least three of these games. There's a sequel also on the Game Boy Color, and then there's one on the DS that I don't I don't remember if we actually got it here or not, but it was enticing enough that I want to try the other ones. Uh I played a fishing game too. It was called um Call of the Wild the Angler <laughs> on Game Fest. Uh oh, it's kind of like it's kind of like what if um what if it was like a shitty Skyrim but fishing? <laughs> uh Seen promising. I was playing with my wife and a, a mutual friend, uh, and as soon as we got to pass the tutorial to unlock the multiplayer, the option to do multiplayer was nowhere to be found. And it seems like that's just a it's uh, just like a thing that can happen in that game. Uh, according to the Reddit, it has some of the worst multiplayer you'll ever find. So that's um, hot damn. Put that on yeah, the box. Yeah. So if you uh, want to play the angler, I recommend Solo. Maybe we're. So, yeah. We were kind of killing some time last night before the arcade pit, and John reminded me that that it was there. So I'm like, "Oh yeah, I think I downloaded that. Oh, I'll pop it in real quick." And it first thing you do is create your character, of course, and there's just no options. Like yeah, you have like, to unlock yeah. things because it says like, uh, "Here's shirt one in red, and here's shirt one in green," and those are the only two options you have. Yeah, you get like <laughs> two. You get like two options per tab. So uh, I, I guess if it's an open world game, it would make sense that you're unlocking more customization, but you're not going to see your character anyway. So it's obviously made for the shitty multiplayer, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it, also, it does apparently, apparently it's like always on multiplayer. Like there's like 12 Ugh. people in your world at all times, but I never Gross. saw anyone in my world. It's like Don't journey. Know. Yeah. It's like the journey of fishing games, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is actually sounds kind of all right. It's not Abzu. Abzu is the journey of swimming and swimming. Oh, games. yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, Man, I want to play Dave the Diver. Yeah, Dave the Diver looks pretty cool. That's going to be a stream game at some point yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to stream some Dave the Diver. We're uh, talking about doing a, a big end of summer thing, which we should probably do sooner rather than later because it's almost the end of summer. Exactly. That yeah, would make that, the most sense. That game seems fitting for that yes uh also our uh the head of games and junk it's it's a game of the year currently so you know i feel like we get we're obligated to uh, mm-hmm. so yeah jason's uh, got some some pretty good taste so uh yeah he's yeah. Got, he's, got, yeah he's he's also very picky so I, yeah right yeah so i think uh, i was that, that was <laughs> A more direct way of what I was trying to say. Yeah, he's very picky. Um, all right, Michael, last game up. We got Persona 5 Strikers Flash Scramble. Yeah, yeah, because my brain insists on calling it Scramble, which is, I think, the Japanese name. Uh, I started 
playing Persona 5 Strikers last week, and I wasn't even going to put it on here to, to talk about, but I played the first couple of hours, and I finished Persona 5 in February, and this game takes up about six months after the story of that game, and it's been about six months since I finished it, so uh, it kind of felt like visiting old friends, like it, it really hit home, these characters, so that kind of grew to well, I would say I kind of grew to love, but I really didn't. I, I think I noted that before that Persona 5's characters and its actual game feel kind of flat compared to like Persona 4. But this one See, so I, far has given them more personality than than the base game did. I love the five characters. Uh, I also just prefer five as my favorite as if to four. I'm one, I'm one of those people that prefers five to four. Five's, and, five's real good. Yeah. Um, yeah, five is... I mean, I put 90 hours into that game. I don't, I don't do that with a lot of games. So, <laughs> so uh, this game is Persona 5, except instead of turn-based combat, you have a Muso where you're fighting waves and waves of enemies at a time. Like, everything outside of that is Persona 5. It is talky as all hell. There's a lot of character interaction. You're solving this new mystery of where these not palaces have come from you're fighting more shitty adults again mm-hmm. so it is Which more is, persona 5 fish god the adults in in uh oh yeah they suck like they they really got the worst out of the way though kamashita is just all kinds of a piece of shit yeah that that, that first dungeon is so good um yeah wait, wait, that guy sucks <laughs> or, um my, my, I guess the question everyone's wondering is: Is have you fought waves of Mara yet in that game? Is that enough? <laughs> is that a thing? That... I have not fought. I I just <laughs> did the 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 first. They call them jails in this one. I finished the first jail this morning, and it's a lot of the same enemies that you fight. I fought Pyro Jack, which I, I guess they changed the name to Jack O' Lantern, Pixies, uh, the big eagle things, and, and Sue, I think. Uh, you yeah, fight, right. fight a lot of the the, the same similar ones. Uh, I got a feeling that's how it's going to be for each jail. Each jail has its own set of persona that you fight. Hopefully, you don't find the Mara room, or hopefully, you do. <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> well, I mean, if they if they keep the same trend of the seven deadly sins as the as the the enemies, then uh, yeah, there's a lust in there. Actually, I think this one was a lust. Whatever. Anyway, maybe that'll be the Envy one, then. It seems fitting. Get the penis Envy. Anyway, if you like Persona 5, it's it's worth checking out. It's got all that same style. At one point, after a fight, I said to my wife, I don't know what the hell's going on, but it all looks awesome. Yeah, it's... Uh, it, 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 I, I mean, Persona has a... Persona 5 has, amaz- has an amazing art style. It's, oh, um, it's fantastic. Like, I'm... As much as I like four, I will. There's no way I can make the argument that four is a better style. That's not. That's not an argument anyone can make. All right. So I think that's kind of it. It for our things we've been up to. Uh, we do have a thing we will be. We will be up to, and we'll probably talk about on the next one of these we end up doing. Um, Michael and I, since we live very close to each other, we'll be going to Kansas City for the Beyond. Uh, excuse me. Make sure I get this right. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man Beyond Amazing the exhi- the exhibition, uh, sure. which, is a, which has been going on for a few months now in Kansas City. It's almost it's it'll be over probably by the time uh, 
we put an episode out or almost over. It uh, ends at the end the beginning of October, I want to say. Yeah, uh, it's like the the first, I think. Yeah, so yeah I'll give you I'll give you the, the, the quick uh, blur uh, brought to you by Marvel Entertainment and similar and similar exhibition. Spider-Man Beyond Amazing tells the story of the web slinger from his origin and origins in 1962 to his modern day adventures, the original art, interactive displays, photo ops and more. Um, it seems it's pretty been pretty well received. It's uh, not too expensive. And uh, it seems, and it is, as the comic book guys on Games and Junk, and also massive Spider-Man fans, it seemed like we should probably go to this mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, my wife and I went to a uh, a concert in Kansas City at the beginning of June, and we had meant to go see this and completely forgot about it. So uh, yes, yeah, so, so now we'll and uh, I've just been putting it off, and now we're gonna go, and we will. Yeah. We'll report back with how good it was because I don't think you'll be able to see it to report back, but we'll let you know how cool it was. Yeah, or, or we're not. not sure what we're going to be able to do with it. It might just end up as a photo dump on the Discord or Twitter or something. So, but yeah, we will definitely let you know what we decide. Yeah, would eh. we would like to do some kind of video thing, but uh, neither of us has any kind of talent for that. I bet I could talk my wife into it. She would probably love that, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll figure it out. Um, yeah, but I guess that'll be the next. Well, if we end up doing a bonus on it, that'll probably be the next bonus. Yeah, that, that would definitely be. It'll be on the next bonus if we, at least, I'd say. True. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, because uh, the next obvious bonus isn't until uh, we were, we finished Spider Man 2. Yeah, it's probably beginning of November. So we'll probably yeah. find something, some excuse to do another one of these before then. Yeah. Uh, but if you're uh, if you're liking this, our next episode out will be um, a couple days after this comes out, a day or two after this. You this is out. Uh, Mar- <laughs> we talk about Exiles. Exiles. <laughs> yeah, the most hyped uh, episode of Caves and Junk in our short history. Marvel's Exile. Uh, really not planned to be the most hyped episode <laughs> in history. Yeah, it's just what happens when you do five episodes within a month's time. So yeah, yeah I guess we're going to keep promoting the same thing. Yeah, uh, Exiles is good though. Oh, and that and that episode is pretty good, I would say. So yeah, that was uh, pretty good. Yeah, look out for that. And uh, also, that'll be a, I'll have our tease for our our new segment coming out later th- later this month. Also, oh so. man, look forward to that one. That was fun yeah. too. Yeah, we're in that so. weird like time paradox thing where we've recorded those, but. <laughs> haven't released him yet and when we were recording those we were talking about this but hadn't done it yet and this comes out first and those come out after it's complicated it's uh that's that behind the scenes magic uh you come to (laughs) you come to these bonus episodes for a little peek behind the curtain if you're coming for professionalism you're on the wrong podcast yeah And and on that note later everyone bye